What up? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing well. Happy sunny Sunday. Yeah, right. About to have the AC cranking. Oh man, you guys, do you actually have AC in your house or just like those like window AC unit thingies? Yeah, window AC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're super yeah. fancy. We've got one of those too, but unfortunately, our whole upstairs is like I don't know seven eight hundred square feet, and it's only rated for like four hundred, so it doesn't really seem to do much. But <laughs> hey, it's doing it's something, doing something. <laughs> preventing death, maybe. Yeah. And swamp ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was super sad to not get you on the podcast, man. I I feel like you could have really added to that one. So, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it and, you know, and I listened to what you guys were saying. I mean, like I was anticipating before, like I could have been like the Mr. Sober Sites and been like, huh, you know, if I, you know, being a sober person and, 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 and sorry, I'm using sober, maybe the incorrect way, but, uh, um, you know, just not experiencing like psychedelics or anything like that. I could have been like, huh, you know, just having that kind of perspective, what I think would have maybe been interesting. So, um, but yeah, the uh, good old in-laws are getting their house painted today of all days, which I think is a horrible idea, but uh, I had to go and scrape some of the paint that was um, um, tearing off and like sand it and prep the prep the areas for the painter guys, even though they're, it's their job to do it, but they could save a little bit of money by not paying them to do that prep work. So I was like, Oh fuck. But yeah, yeah. You, you had to paint yesterday and today. No, 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 no. So they're actually hiring a company to do that because they have like a two story craftsman house. That's, that's like a hundred years old, but on the second floor, um, there was a lot of paint that was chipping off and, you know, cause they hadn't had their house painted in like, I don't know. 25 years or something like that and so there were spots where it was already coming out so they need that stuff scuffed off and then um where those areas scuffed off have it sanded to, to make the uh, uh area um coarse so it would accept um paint you know the new coat of paint easier so yeah, yeah it was a lot of prep work and they figured oh yeah they said they were going to charge us like 800 dollars to do all this prep work uh, on the second floor yeah so i mean they didn't give me 800 dollars, but I, <laughs> I for you know just to stay in the good graces, you know, of the in-laws. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what time did you finish up last night? It was like 8 o'clock, so what? I was there from, yeah. Oh, you are a saint. I took a break. I took a beer break here and there, so, you know, it wasn't okay. just straight through work. But, yeah, I was – and plus, I was being on a roof at, like, the hottest part of the day, and yesterday was, like, 90 fucking degrees, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It was hot. Yeah, so I, I, didn't, I didn't feel too good at the end of the day yesterday, but – I got some beer. I've been so triggered. I know, right? It's like, come on, guys. But you know what? You know, I'm just hoping that when I'm that age, like my son or my, you know, daughter-in-law or whatever, if we need, you know, help on certain things, they'll be like, you know what? I did this shit when I was your age, so you're cut your ass. Dang. Well, hopefully the wife took care of you. Oh yeah. Well today yeah um okay uh, no, that works <laughs> when we heard the kiddo waking up this morning uh we were like you want to get one in real quick <laughs> hell yeah good good yeah. service is well rendered which i haven't really done that like wake up first thing and go at it you know usually it's like you're like uh but you know it was, it was actually pretty pretty pleasurable so <laughs> i will say i will say i had morning sex today as well first time in a long time and it's like you know what not the best but fucking a i feel better for the morning right it's like you can <laughs> you can start your day like relaxed and 
you have all those endorphins and, and stuff just flowing through you first thing in the morning. I didn't, I didn't even need my two cups of coffee. I only had one. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Right on dude. Okay. So no painting today. Chillaxing dude, man's down. So yeah. let's get on to some podcasting. A, uh, well, I noticed you wanted to talk about the USPS and how Trump is going to win the election. So go ahead. Take it away, John. Yeah, so I mean, that's just been in the news a lot lately. <laughs> oh, thank sorry. you. Sorry, sorry. So, yeah, the news a lot lately about how um, you know Trump isn't wanting to fund the USPS or reduce their funding drastically because he's under the assumption that all mail-in voting is laden with fraud and dead people are getting ballots, people's pets are getting ballots, and Whoa. oh. Right. That's, that's, that's his, his statements. However, there's no <laughs> fact in it. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and, and he's almost making it sound like fraud is exclusive to the Democratic Party, right? Because in theory, fraud would be rampant, both Democrat, Republican. You have Republican dogs. Oh, 100%. Dogs, you know, but he's making it seem like, well, it's only going to hinder me in my election because only Democrats are going to do the fraud and have their dogs vote and their dead parents vote, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So if he defunds the USPS enough, then they're not going to have the personnel or the machines to collect the ballots, help count the ballots, et cetera, et cetera. So in theory, all these illegal Democratic votes won't get counted. Therefore, um, he might win some more of those battleground uh, or those purple states, you know. And so it's fucking bananas, man. It is bananas. And. There's and there's so much so much to do in order to commit voter fraud that you're it, it might happen you know a hundred cases here a hundred cases there but it's not tens of thousands of votes and really the biggest thing he's afraid of is he the the groups he's trying to disenfranchise are those that usually need to go to a place physically a polling station to cast their vote they don't they don't have the means through which to vote by mail yet and so he's he's fearful that by giving the people this power. He's going to lose in a landslide um, in a lot of these, you know, these these states that you know you lose or win by one or two percentage points. It's going to completely flip, um, and it's going to be a landslide loss, which his psyche couldn't handle. Yeah, I don't know, man, because the hype for Trump was so real, or the hype for Clinton, Hillary was so real, and I was just like, Hillary's got this in the bag, and all of a sudden Trump right. comes out victorious, like. What the fuck? And then the same thing this election is like, everyone hates Trump. This guy's a joke. He has four years of idiocracy. Like, there's just no way. And yet, like, he's he's playing the game within the game and he's going to fucking win again. You know, it's like, you know, I don't don't know. He's so he's he's dumb. He's an idiot, but he's smart. (laughs) Well, or he's just just a. Circumstances in the sense that, yeah, four years ago, all the points, you know, all the fingers were pointing towards, oh, Hillary, 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 landslide, landslide, landslide. But people were so sick of the, you know, the career politician and all the bullshit drain the swamp that, hey, even though this guy's a reality TV star, he's not a politician. So we're going to vote for him. And that's where I think, you know, you got those people to galvanize and, and uh, you know, push him over the top, even though he technically lost the popular vote, but the Electoral College uh, ended in his favor. Um, you know, so yeah, thinking this year again, I mean, you've got Joe Biden, um, hopefully not as polarizing as Hillary Clinton, but he's still that career politician. He's an old man. He's even older than Trump. Doesn't and, understand English. 
Right. Doesn't understand English. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or or doesn't even know where he is at half the time. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. Oh, Everyone's oh. voting for Kamala. No one's voting for Biden. That's right. all I know. Uh, well, one now, thing I do remember but from back in the election, the last election, there was a great meme. It was like, Hillary and Trump are stranded on an island. Who wins the election? And then on the bottom it said, America. America wins the election. <laughs> Fuck all Because they're on an island and we don't give a shit about those people. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm fearful too. I mean, all, I, all my optimism is like, yeah, this should be, you know, fairly easy. And I feel like all these people are just tired of his bullshit. And especially with the pandemic. But you have diehard, diehard Trump fans. And who maybe they're going to be like, hey, this is an election for our lives. And we all have to get out there and go and vote. So it's just. It's going to be close. I really don't think it's going to be a landslide, but it's just going to come down to, you know, those key battleground states like Ohio and, you know, Wisconsin and, you know, some of those. Because, you know, you're going to get the Californias and the New Yorks going for the Democrats, Florida and Texas for Republicans, which those are the biggest, you know, electoral vote getters there. But it's those, those, you know, those ones that are worth 20, 12, 13, 16 electoral colleges that could go one way or the other is what's going to determine. And don't even get me started on electoral college. I think that's a an antiquated system that just needs to go. But anyway, that's just kind of what I wanted to talk about is that, Hey, sure. talk about USPS defunding to hope, you know, in Trump's Trump's favor, hopefully let him win or help him win. But we'll see what, what comes down with that. All right. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we got another three months of that shit, so we'll have to yeah, hold on, on all that. We got slow burn. Um, all right. Have you heard of Legionnaire's disease? Yeah. So um, I wasn't sure if it was popping up in the news again lately, but I know it's like a, a, a very uh, rare form of like pneumonia. Yeah. You know why it's popping back up? What's happening? So people are on the, wearing these masks all day. They're st- they're. Uh, the masks are staying very humid. There's a lot of bacteria in those masks, especially if they're not washing those masks day after day after day. And so these guys are going to the hospital with this kind of cough or like a pneumonia-like feeling, and it's getting treated as COVID, and they're dying when all they needed was like two days of antibiotics. Hmm. But it's going down as a COVID case, a COVID death, a you know probable case. You know, I know that the, the numbers are spiking on Corona again or whatever, but at the same time, it's just like we're also down. Like the survival rate was is not even 0.06. It's like 0.04 now mm-hmm. on all this stuff. So I don't know. I'm super frustrated. I was at Alki Beach yesterday, and there was a lot of people wearing masks alone or in their cars. So it's like people are still like trying and all this stuff, but I just – I've. Other than, like, a paycheck and respect for other people, like, I just don't really care about this virus at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, it's just the the unknown because a healthy person could get it and end up dying from it. A person that you would expect that maybe, like, an elderly person or a younger person would get it with, you know, immune systems being compromised, but they might survive. So it's just, it's kind of a crapshoot. I think that's really what scares a lot of people is it's like, well, am I going to be one of the quote unquote lucky ones that survives or not? Um, Even though the mortality rates are fairly low. Um, But I think the the issue, especially with our family, is that um, we're all fairly healthy people. And if we did get it, is then spreading it to our loved ones who might have 
weakened immune systems. Our parents are all over 60, um, you know, 60 years old, et cetera. Um, not necessarily the best of health. And so it's like, what if we were to contract it, not know we had it, you know, we're asymptomatic and then spread it. So, um, you know, we do the, the masking when we go out in public, but then again, we don't go out in public a lot. So we're not really constantly breathing in our own condensed air and, and all that kind of stuff. And we're washing our masks regularly. So, I mean, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we don't get Legionnaire's disease from it, but. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just this whole virus, like if it's taught anything, anything, anyone, anything like stay clean, stay, uh, what's the proper term? Uh, wow. Brain fart. Wash your hands. Uh, Thank you. Oh, Hygienic. there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Brain. Brain's awesome. But I don't know. I mean, it's whatever, I guess. Um, one thing I wanted to hit on also was I watched an interesting video uh, last week. It just didn't get on the podcast. was After School, S-K-O-O-L on YouTube. They had a cool video um, talking about dopamine fasting. And how basically any like thing you do that's, you know, neutral to positive has like a reward system to it. Right. So, you know, the main examples right now would be like cell phones, social media, you know, that was kind of the main example, but it could go into drugs, sex, work, uh, church or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Basically when you have, when you do something well, or you, you know, you, you feel positive, your brain is loaded with dopamine and it feels good. It feels rewarding. It's your brain telling your body, like, this was a good thing. We should do it again. But the trick is with dopamine, the next time you do it, you need more of it for the same effect. Right. And so, you know, when you get that notification or you see that funny meme or, someone's got a spicy comment or you get into an argument, you're, you're getting this dopamine rush, but you need more of it. And you start chasing the dragon on it. Mm -hmm. And it's actually becoming very problematic. So they said, well, it doesn't matter what it is. So let's do this dopamine fasting. So, you know, for a certain amount of hours per day, you know, step away from all of it, hit zero, meditate, you know, so just, you know, if socialization is, is your dopamine, maybe don't socialize. But most, you know, mostly just getting out or having social conversations is better than, you know, being on electronics or, you know, following your addiction, drug, you know, TV, whatever it is. And just admitting that no matter what you do, you're going as a human, you're going to go down rabbit holes, identify that and don't stop it, but control it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, you're describing classic like addictive behavior, right? Just with anything. But it's not that. but it's not like bad addiction. It's just right. everything's an addiction. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like the yeah, the example I remember learning about the school was like caffeine, right? It's like right. if, yep, if you exactly. never never drink caffeine before, you have a your energy level, your average energy level is at, you know, zero. You start drinking caffeine, introducing that drug into your body, you're quote unquote normal becomes then, you know, like plus two, right? And so then you need to have that plus two in order to function normally after time and then so on and so forth. It just keeps, like you said, that normal, that bar keeps raising, raising, raising. And the only way you can then function, quote unquote, normally is by achieving that bar and then some. So 
Um, yeah, I don't know if this, uh, you know, detox thing or how you can detox dopamine other than just by putting yourself in like a hyperbaric chamber where there's no sense, you know, sensory going on or anything like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Know, and that's a good point though. It's like, yeah, sometimes you just need to kind of chill out detox. I know with, especially with our technology, it's, you know, my phone's glued to my hand all the time. It's like, I just need to set it down, chill the F out, hang out with the wife oh, the kiddo, all that kind of stuff. And then hopefully that way I, next time I see it, I'm just not as, you know, like, <laughs> I need my phone. <laughs> so yeah, that, that makes sense. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, did you read anything on how people sort of detox from these dopamine rushes? Is it just, you know, kind of, well, I mean, meditating? Just, yeah, yeah. Or just stepping away and doing something else. So like you have, you have to be self-aware in, in to even do this. Cause if you can't admit that you have a problem, even though we all have problems, you're not going to be able to help yourself. So it's right. only like people that can be honest with themselves and like, look, I have a problem with porn. I have a problem with social media. I have a problem with video games. I have a problem with TV. I have a problem with, you know, hooking up with chicks. I have a problem with, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. that is that you, whatever dragon you're chasing. I mean, just drugs in general. I mean, opioids, fuck me, or benzos, like, oh, yeah, that's it. it, You got if you don't check yourself, you literally will wreck yourself, says science. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the biggest thing is having self-awareness, right? I mean, that's the problem with people that are addicted is they don't understand that they have a problem and they just continue the habit and, you know, getting that, that, that more and more and extra 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 rush each time and so yeah it's like being able to say hey take a step back relax let's you know go for a walk instead of you know playing the video games or on the the phone or whatever so i think i think i do a good job of that yeah well i would say (laughs) i i I mean it, it is i think you do i think we're all i mean we all fuck up but we all you know understand at least the friends i have or whatever but one thing that's nice when you do when you successfully do that dopamine fasting when you go back to that activity that you were fasting from like it becomes more easily rewarding again mm-hmm. more enjoyable again you don't have to fucking go down all the way down the rabbit hole to find the reward it's just right there at the beginning again you know so it's right. it is it has a good point to it but anyway i think that's enough on that topic that is pretty good. um Another thing I wanted to hit on was um, I got the green light to get a new phone. I cracked my screen like a year ago, and it just started to get some green lines coming through it, and then it would go away or whatever. But anyway, the wife's just like, go ahead, go shopping. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And there's this new Pixel 4a phone. It's like budget phone, but you know, not all, everything new, but still a pretty new phone, And but it's got like a great camera. I was like, sweet, I'll do that. And then Xbox – came out and said, hey, we're going to do this. We used to call it xCloud. Now we call it Xbox Cloud Gaming. It's going to be free September 15th with uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is Game Pass and Xbox Live combined. Mm -hmm. And we're going to team up with Samsung to bring your console gaming to your phones for free September 15th. So I watched a bunch of videos on it and like even Alicia's sold on it. So apparently I'm getting, I already have Xbox Game, Game Pass Ultimate. So Me on too. September 15th, I am going to be playing, I think I think it's just mostly Game Pass games. Like I'll probably start with like Ori, Will and the Wisps because I haven't finished mm-hmm. that yet. But um, 
I'll be playing that on my bed on my phone September 15th. I'm super excited about that. That's super cool. I know. I wish I had a different method through which to play my Xbox games because my Xbox is in my man cave. And if I want to play, I have to leave my family and go down there and play. So if there was something that I could get on, you know, a phone that functions the exact same as my Xbox games and stuff, I mean, that would be awesome because then I could be up there maybe not attentive, but at least I'd be up there hanging out and playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's like, because when you, like, it, when you want a game game, like, nothing replaces, like, a monitor or a big screen TV with headphones and, like, a party chat and, it, you know, all that, especially, like, Call of Duty or Madden, like, anything, like, quick twitch, like, you need to be there. But, like, yeah. if you're yeah. just, like, chilling on Borderlands or Ori or, you know, like, some single player, you know, like, Witcher or skyrim or whatever the fuck's coming up next like you don't need all of that i mean it's cool but it's also we're you know husbands and fathers and so we need to be present and so when it's time to be present but we're just kind of chilling you know maybe the wife's watching a show or whatever you were actually having a conversation or whatever just you're not trying to game game just chill like this could actually be a pretty legitimate option and you can do it off your console at home or you can do it off of like 4g or 5g just out and about yeah that's super cool so i i don't know like it'd be kind of cool to like do some challenges while i'm waiting to get loaded or something like that so i'm you know an hour ahead on progress or 30 minutes ahead on progress when i actually get back to gaming you know like right that you know a couple times a week like that's pretty fucking legit yeah, like especially if it's if it'd be compatible with like Madden, right? Like there was that field goal challenge, yeah. right? Where you, you just do that over and over and over and over again. Oh my gosh, you make so much money. Oh my god. That's your genius. Yeah. So I and we're we're about a year and a half into our phones. Like we've owned our phones for a year and a half now. So it's like, yeah, I'd be looking for an upgrade here. So maybe I can talk my wife into allowing the same thing and get his and hers. Yeah. Well, the Samsung Note 20 Ultra is what they're recommending. It's got like super fast processor on it and a bunch of RAM, expandable storage. It's got that really cool S note. So like that'll actually be kind of good for like podcast notes when you'd want to jot shit down or whatever, mm-hmm. send stuff over. So I might, I've, I've just kind of, I've always been in Motorola and I might, I might jump over. I might jump over to Samsung. I never really liked Samsung. I felt like their phones were too, you know, delicate. I broke a few of them way back in the day. And then I didn't like the interface. I felt like it was being too much like Apple. But I think they've kind of cemented themselves into just the full Android experience. And I I think I'm going to give them a try again. Do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll be right there with you. All right. You know the term WAP? Uh, Yeah, wet ass pussy. (laughs) <laughs> did you watch ben shapiro's uh quote unquote analysis i watched part of it <laughs> I, did, I couldn't get it through the whole thing but <laughs> but i the did poor, I like, jew. <laughs> poor jew he just i mean he's a smart guy but fuck bro like entertainment and analysis really do not mesh very well at all yeah yeah, we watched the video, and actually, my my son, my sixteen month old son, was actually in the room, and it was the edited version of the the music video, but he still got to experience it all, and it's oh, it's it's, nice, it's glory. So Those yeah, chicks are thick, bro. I I have a new crush on Megan the Stallion. Holy f me, bro. Yeah, yeah, right. 
doggy. Got to keep it wet, wet and wet and gushy, <laughs> as the edited version said, wet and gushy. <laughs> yeah, man. So some politicians were like that set women back twenty years. That video, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, maybe it's okay that women have power through sexuality, you know? Maybe that's okay. I don't know. Maybe freedom of speech. Maybe they want to make money, you know? Maybe shut the fuck up. I don't know. Right. You know, shake what your mama gave you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Poor Minds is a podcast I listen to. uh, Two black chicks, and they got guests on or whatever, and they are freaking hilarious, man. They shat all over Ben Shapiro, man. Oh, I bet. Oh. It was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. All right. Um, well, I kind of want to talk about our fantasy league a little bit, and I want to talk about the Seahawks some more. What else, what else you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of what we had on our, our agenda there, was talking about, you know, the Seahawks, the rookie ordeal there, as well as, you know, kind of what we're seeing with our offensive-defensive prospects this year. Um and then, yeah, talking about our fantasy league, which we'll be drafting here next month. So looking forward to that. Yeah. You guys hear my voice. Go to my Twitter, Permadude. I got a link for uh, our league, password, gay for Rogan. Come on, guys. Let's and just number talk four. some shit. Number yes. four, right? Yeah, yeah, the number four. Yeah, but if you're on, if you're on my Twitter, at Permadude, it'll be right there. You can see it. We should do it. If not, we'll have to back out. Join a, a auto-generated league with people we don't know. I think I can get uh, a couple of other people on there, but I'm just right now. I'm just trying to just organically see if anyone can filter in, have some fun with it. Yeah, for sure. We'd like to have some subscribers join our fantasy league, and and we can whip up on them and trash talk them and all that kind of stuff. It'd be fun. Yeah, dude, I was super butthurt about our podcast. <laughs> uh, we. We batted zero. We got zero listeners for our CSAM podcast. And then uh, yesterday, I did that Psychedelics podcast with Kyle. And all of a sudden today, I'm up to seven listens on Psychedelics and six listens or five listens on CSAM already. I don't know if I tagged it wrong or whatever. That Alicia was giving me some pointers again about how to tag stuff. So... I don't really know. Hopefully we can get more listeners on this week. Yeah. I mean, you know, people just get busy, you know, they, maybe they, they save it for the weekends, just like the next weekend. Right. They just say, Oh, well, let me just wait to see what they put out this week and then I'll wait and listen. And so maybe it's a, just a function of how they, the subscribers or the listeners tend to listen is maybe once a week. And so it's like, it's looking like maybe we're not getting any. And then all of a sudden they, you know, do a binge. They're binging. They're binging. Yeah. Our <laughs> hey, I'm cool with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm gonna look at the numbers, but like, we just need to stay consistent. You know, try and like aim at 30 minutes once a week, and just see what happens after 50 or whatever. Right when we do our uh, celebration. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right. So Seahawks offense. What sticks out to you, and what doesn't? Uh, a couple things. For offense, I mean, the one thing that always sticks out is the offensive line, right? I mean, we brought in some guys. We got rid of some guys. So let's see what happens with that. And is Russell going to have to run for his life all the time? And are we going to have the second most sacks in the league or whatever? Uh, That's one thing. The other thing is running back, right? I mean, to see how both Carson and Penny come back from their injuries. And you got Carlos Hyde into the mix. And then, of course, we got our rookies. And it's like, you know, so what's that going to look like? And then um, 
other biggest thing for me is Russell Wilson. You know, I, there's been speculation and talk like, oh, are the Seahawks going to allow him to just kind of manage the game himself and not be so scripted? Um, and I think that would be a good thing for him. And also um, the relationship he's built this offseason with DK Metcalf is, I think, going to be a special one. So I'm hoping he's not going to have a sophomore slump and he'll get like over a thousand yards and maybe eight to 10 touchdown receptions or something. So those are kind of my, my big points. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, I, I, I doubled down on that offensive line. It's like, Hey, Russell Wilson, we're going to give you all this money because we're not going to give the offensive line any money. Go get him. Champ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like right now he's not hurt right now. He's still athletic. So I don't really have a problem with it because usually Schneider does a decent, a decent enough job to kind of at least get the running game going. And then when you get the running game going, then the passing game becomes easier, especially with the deep shots, you know, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's like, well, PFF just came out with another stat saying he's like number one in average depth of target. Oh, so yeah. we keep that running game going. I mean, that's what Pete Carroll wants. Like you stop us man to man. Let's fucking go. Oh wait, we got Russell Wilson. Shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, well, hopefully if that can keep going, uh, and then the only thing I really want to emphasize on offense is Mofokin Dekaimakov. Yes. <laughs> I just don't Dead. know how good the Binky Boy is going to do, but I cannot fucking wait to see him grab ins, outs, ups, TDs. They should put him on some, like, jet sweeps. Like, he's, he's so – like, I love his stiff arms. Like, oh, I've just – I'm so hyped on DK, man. I mean, he was only a rookie last year, and I mean, look at what he was able to do. Like, he actually yeah. he dropped he dropped some passes, or you know, this, that, the other thing. But he also made a lot of great plays for a rookie. And for a rookie, exactly. Yeah, but his physicality, you know, was there, and his speed, and he really put a lot of those naysayers. Well, he can't run complex routes. Oh, he's just going to be a fly guy. It's like you know, the three cone. That's shit you can learn, you know. College is college, you know. Maybe, you know, he, he wasn't involved at Old Miss in a, a crazy, uh, you know, route running scheme or anything like that. But in the pros, you're going to learn that stuff. So, and if you got the, the intangibles, the stuff that you can't teach people, like That's speed and strength, you know, then it's going to all come. So, yeah, I'm super excited for him. I'm, I'm, I've got a little crush on DK as well. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude. All right, Seahawks defense. What pops, what doesn't? Um... Linebackers, um, that's one of the big ones for me because we've got, you know, KJ and, and Bobby, you know, the veterans on there. But then you've got the, the, the young guys, Barton and Burke Irvin, that are going to have to, you know, cut entering their second, third years there, you know, learn, learn from those guys because they're not going to be around forever. So, you know, hopefully those guys turn out to be the next versions of them. Um, of course, Brooks um coming in the rookie so we'll see how well he does I'm excited there. for him dude he yeah. he looked real spicy for sure so hopefully that'll help you know not only with um you know kind of coverage a little bit but also i'm excited to see him rush faster because you know we tend to like those those smaller athletic guys so i'm hoping he'll he'll help and improve the seahawks lackluster um blitzing and, and qb pressure um from last year um and then of course our secondary uh, man, uh, lots of good news there in terms of 
you know, Jamal Adams, probably the biggest, <laughs> biggest takeaway there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but then, you know, Quandre Diggs and, you know, just obviously, you know, Griffin coming back and man, it's just, I'm, yeah, just super excited to see what these guys do. I mean, we got pretty much a, what I would consider almost a star-studded secondary again with all the additions we've made. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, Shaquille Griffin. Like, that's almost as good, man, almost as good as Legion of Boom. We can't say it is, but, man, there's going to be so many turnovers this year, especially if you got Brooks and Wagner, you know, holding them up or laying the wood, and then you got these other guys crashing down, like, I don't know, man. It's It could be extra fun this year. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing is putting pressure on the QB. I mean, not you're not going to get picks all the time from QB pressure, but you're going to make them throw it earlier. You know, the receiver hasn't broken from their route or whatever, so you can get more incomplete, which means you can get off the field quicker, um, get the ball yeah. back. And, so I, yeah. Uh, so traditionally, Seahawks are a 4-3 defense, but obviously – I feel like their secondary is great. Their linebacking crew is great. So I don't, I'm not saying they're going to go three, four, mm-hmm. but maybe like, like uh, what is that nickel three, three, five or whatever, whatever that, that package is where they're just going to add more secondary places and just maybe not emphasize D line. I mean, I probably on running downs, they'll always have four down linemen, but I think the third downs on defense this year will be really interesting because they have so many options with uh, Marquise Blair, another thumper in there, Ugo Mondi playing great slot. We ha- still, ha- you know, we could put Jamal Adams or Dunbar or Diggs wherever we want to. They could probably cover whoever they want to. For sure. Uh, I think that's. I think that's the thing I'm most excited for is the options that they have on third down, and they, and, and it probably won't come from the pass rush. I mean. I'm still excited for Daryl Taylor. Benson Mayoa had eight sacks. Bruce Irvin had eight sacks. So we're going to get more sacks than we did last year. It'll probably surprise a lot of people how good our defense is on third down. Yeah, I, I'm hoping so. Because that's always seemed to be our, our biggest bugaboo is like we just have the, the opposing team just extend the drives, whether it's even third and long or whatever. It's like they find a way to get that first down, keep our defense on the field and get them tired. And our offense can't score. So. Yeah, I'm hoping we can get a lot of three and outs and, you know, shut guys down. And I, yeah, I think our defense is vastly improved from last year, even if we don't get Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Plus, if LJ Collier, like, says he's going to play like he says, like, he's pretty fucking angry. And that dude is a – that could be like Red Bryant 2.0 if right. he threw, man. That's a run-stuffing-muff DN right there. There you go. And then you force the pass because you can't run. So, and then – our guys in the back end can flourish. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably give up a bunch of first downs and then a turnover, you know, that that's kind of my, that's my thought on, on our defense. Yeah. Super excited though. Can't fucking wait. Yeah, I know. We'd be in preseason. We'd be watching preseason games like today. I know. Hashtag Dasranas. Hashtag sad Panda. It's hashtag no college football. (laughs) I'm sad about it. Actually, I think there'll be some college football, but It'll be interesting. Hopefully they can launch the XFL in like January or March or February or something like that and get all these college kids that didn't get experience, get them experience, and then get them into the draft. Yeah, exactly. And now that the Rock, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson is part owner of uh, the XFL, let's see if he can do what Vince McMahon couldn't twice. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Just just don't be twenty twenty. That's that's Yo, all right. it can't it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> I swear. Don't say it. Oh shit. <laughs> It's John the Jinxer over here. Yeah, dude, I'm coming at you, man. All right, all right. Anything else, man? You know, I think that's pretty good for right now. I just look forward to, you know, getting you guys to subscribe to the podcast and check out the shit Kelly and I are talking about. Yeah, at Nodge304, at Permadude. Uh, Are you gaming today, Sir John? Uh, Yeah, let's do it, man. I mean, I'm – my wife's going to be probably getting home maybe about 20, 25 minutes, but I can game for a little bit and then, then until then and then late at night tonight. All right. I'll send you a party invito. Okay. I'll pop it on. I'll have to go help her with groceries when she gets home, but I can probably. I fucking love John. <sighs> All right, man. I'll talk to you in a few. All right. Later, bro. Thank you.